Welcome to Love and Justice episode 15. Well, 15 slash 18, really. 15 because it's the 15th episode of our quote-unquote main content, but actually the 18th episode of the podcast overall. Confused? Well, to clarify, we're talking about episode 15 of Sailor Moon Crystal, act 15 of the manga, episode 60 of the 90s anime, and episode... No. Wait. Not Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Because they only ever covered the Dark Kingdom arc, which is super depressing because I don't know about you guys, but I would have loved to see their take on the Black Moon Clan and 30th Century Crystal Tokyo. Though, to be fair, the Black Moon Clan would probably just live in a redecorated version of the same multi-purpose country club ballroom that Zoysite kept his piano in, and that Mio kept that creepy witch's painting of Mamoru in while his life was slowly being sucked away. And Crystal Tokyo would probably look like a 90s window screensaver. Ah, the possibilities. so far it's monday it's hard to tell this early on i know Uh, i I do have this very attractive phone sex voice that's happening monday is my friday so like Uh, yeah yeah monday tuesday is my week is my weekend Mm -hmm. i i'm doing a play so i've lost all sense of where i am at any given time because (laughs) the days off that are my days off are play days so I am just in a continuous loop of work, Camp Firewood, work, Camp Firewood, work, Camp Firewood. You know what else would probably make you really confused about like where and when you were? What? Traveling through time. I love your Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Normally I'm really entertained by them, but because my tonsils are all messed up, I'm just like, fuck you. (laughs) Listen, this is what I do, like especially... Okay, so for anybody who... Do you practice in a mirror? I feel like you do. No, I don't. For anybody who's, like, never listened to this podcast before, I am a tour guide at Universal. So, like, part of my job is, like, making segues between stuff you're looking at. Uh, And I feel like especially with VIP tours, this happens to me all the time where I will just be, like, in a sentence and my brain just, like, latches on to, like, where am I going with this? Uh, And that's exactly what happens every time I make a segue on this podcast. And I bring up time travel because this is the first episode where we are going to be talking about the appearance of Shibiusa. <laughs> Lola is making a disgusted face. <laughs> I, I, uh, I wish hmm. you could see it. She's sort of got like a little walrus mustache kind of shape so, going sort on. Sort of Winston Churchill, sort of a pug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes. So we're really sad because this is our first like quote unquote main content episode that is not going to feature Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Can we just have a moment of silence? All right, pour one out for pour one out for the Pretty Guardian, homie. Um, Yeah, I'm real sad. I would have loved to see actually what Pretty Guardian did with this storyline. I would have loved to have seen what Pretty Guardian did with my beautiful, beautiful Sailor Uranus. (laughs) That's just me. Uh, uh, but uh, yes, so this is going to be about episode 60 of the 90s anime, which is in the Sailor Moon R story arc, and of course, episode 15 of Sailor Moon Crystal. Also, sort of episode 14, because that's when Chibiusa actually showed up True. in Sailor Moon Crystal. At the very, very end. Right, just like in Act 14 of the manga, she shows up at the very end of that. It's like basically... Uh, 
Usagi and Mamoru are having this really cute moment on a park bench and they smooch and then she falls out of the sky. Um, can we talk about the weird date that they were having in the 90s anime? So Yeah, they were like, they were on a boat. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of like Bridget Jones' diary when they go on the like mini break and they're in the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, where is everybody? Wait, I know. Right. There is nobody else. There's nobody else on the water. Yeah. Whereas like, Previously in Sailor Moon Crystal and in the manga, we saw this like secluded park bench, like supposedly off somewhere, like within the constraints of a big, huge park. We've already established that like this is a peaceful, quiet place. Right. Why is nobody else on this river? I, no I, I one. know. Something to do with bodies of water in Japan, man. Like they just right. there's always like one boat. Yeah. <laughs> I would I think I think I deserve a pun high five. I don't even know if it's a pun. I titled, <laughs> I just realized I titled my notes. Instead of writing episode, I just wrote chibi sode. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's cute. You dick. <laughs> I did it. Um, you did. Yeah, so basically in both situations, it starts with Usagi and Mamoru having like a lovely tender moment in uh, Sailor Moon Crystal. She is meeting up with him in the park at the space where they previously specified to return his watch to him and he's going to give her back the handkerchief. Right. And in uh, Sailor Moon R, they are actually like on a date. Yeah. Because and they're on the dock where they parked the boat. Yeah, exactly. There have been all the other shenanigans in the Alan and Anne and, and yeah. many, oh, yeah, many right. other things have <laughs> Many other happened. adventures, including the girls remembering that yes. they were Sailor Guardians in the first place. Again, yes. for the second time. <laughs> it, yeah. I was like, as soon as we started watching it, I said, oh, that's right. A bunch of other shit yeah. happened. Yeah. So many things happened between that and this. Why yeah. did why? We uh, didn't we didn't just like get right into this. No. It was like there was it, all that was shit a different with thing. Alan and Anne. I and- liked it way more when it they just did not get a break. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if you were the guardian of a planet, it would be like that. It would be basically the equivalent of like on Law and Order where they think they have time to go out for a beer. Oh yeah. And yeah. they don't. Yeah, and they get paid. Yeah, totally. You don't have time to hang out. The next adventure's going to start. That's your life. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I would like to just mention how uh, steamy that makeout session was Ooh. in the 90s. In the 90s? I like, know. all up yeah. on each other. That's the thing. Is and I was, I was into it. I was going to say, <laughs> in Sailor Moon Crystal, not that they're, not that it's just like a little peck. Like, they definitely yeah. like seriously kiss, but it's like- so romantic and so cute. I was a little uncomfortable watching the 90s oh, anime. I was into it. No, no, no. It was hot. I was into it, but I was like, this is a really long, like, <laughs> just like stationary kiss. It's true. There's no <laughs> there movement. There's no movement. It's cartoon kissing. Yeah. I was like into them making out, but I was like, shouldn't like, that they is move? Like, that's cartoon third base. Yeah. <laughs> but like, he's like holding her close. He's got his hand on her face. Oh, they, like, are, wow. they are getting into real passionate smooching. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Usagi even like thinks in her mind, this is the best day of my life. Like, I, I can see where teenage me was just very like, on board. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's sort of, I, 
the fact that we've watched so many episodes without them actually kissing, it sort of reminds me of why people, when movies were first starting, were so scandalized mm-hmm. oh, by yeah. so much. Because yeah. like once we haven't had the kissing for so long, when you see the kissing, you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> no, I totally, but totally I agree, agree with that. that. But if I were watching like an episode of another show where people kiss normally, I'd be like, oh, that's a good kiss. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But because they haven't, and then they're just like there. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I was watching something I wasn't supposed to know <laughs> that I literally wrote, I was like that kiss was real cute but kind of awkwardly long <laughs> and then of course in the midst of all that Chibiusa falls out of the sky and lands on Usagi's head that happens in both situations though I'm trying to picture now in the 90s anime if there's like a moment like there is in the manga definitely of like now Mamoru is kissing Chibiusa yes. yeah there of, is yeah, it, it is. does happen and I I, my question was, do mm-hmm. parents kiss children on the mouth? Listen. Oh, uh, yeah. I, because if they don't, yeah. that's creepy. No. If they do, it's cute. Yeah. I, but my I mean, mom, my, my mom par- smooshed me on the mouth Yeah, before. my parents would kiss me on the mouth when I was a little okay. kid. Is that um, like a Japanese thing? Like, is that a thing in Japan? I'm American. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, well, I mean, as far as you I- You guys went my window into that world. <laughs> I mean, so I can't speak for anything because I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a white kid from Oklahoma. But when I was dating- when I, I was dating the Japanese magician back in the day, in, in the day, uh, he told me that uh, affection is not very common, even mm-hmm. in families, mm-hmm. even with like husbands and wives. Okay, like oh, yeah. couples, you usually know who is a couple with just how, like how close they stand to one another. Okay, because mm-hmm. I I just wasn't sure if like the kiss was just setting up like oh it's really funny because that's like her dad and like the family like where your parents I, will smooch you on the mouth or if it's like a smooch on the mouth joke. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I viewed it as being for comedic effect. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. And I thought it was effective. I think it's very funny when she falls on Usagi's head and then is kissing Mamoru. Uh, and then, basically, it goes down more or less the same way uh, where uh, they're like, okay, who's this little kid? She yeah. introduces herself. She's like, I'm Usagi. And Usagi's like, what? I'm Usagi. And then she's like, oh, Chibi Uso this is. It's yeah. like, oh, if you're Usagi, then that means you have the silver crystal. Give it to me. And she pulls a gun on yeah, her. Yeah, now that's the part where I am horrified. <laughs> this tiny child has a gun. I mean, it ends up being a toy. I know. But, but like, until you realize it's a toy, you're like, what I the think, fuck? I think it's hilarious that this tiny bubblegum creature is packing heat. <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's hysterical, too. Here's my thing. I have this weird feeling, and I may be wrong because it's been a long time since I've seen the Deke dub, and I didn't seek it out in this instance because it just occurred to me, in the Deke dub, did she have the gun? Or did they edit it in such a way that you never saw that she had the gun? I feel like she had the gun. Really? Yeah, because I I remember... Because I, okay. remem- I remember knowing about the gun. Yeah, but I feel like I knew about the gun because I was researching and it said she didn't have the gun. No, but I remember her oh. having the gun even before, even before I'm, like I'm gonna, this podcast. I'm going to try to like Google it. it. Are you going to figure it out? Um, <laughs> while that's happening, yeah. I'm yeah. going to tell you that the thing that I think of every time in any version where uh, when Shibuya says I'm Usagi and Usagi says I'm Usagi. I think of the SNL sketch with Brian Fellows when the bird comes on. It's like, I'm Brian Fellows. And Tracy Morgan goes, that bird is a liar. I'm Brian Fellows. And he gets affronted by that the bird. parrot is pretending to be him. 
I just picture I just picture Usagi in that Brian Fellows voice yeah. going, that girl is a liar. <laughs> I'm Usagi. I'm Usagi. Boom. I solved the issue. Okay, right. ready? Chibiusa in Sailor Moon R pulls a gun on Usagi, but in the dub, they just play the scene where she falls out of the scene backwards, so she somehow somersaults back up into the air and disappears. Oh. Yep. No gun. Well, then how did I know there was a gun? It was in the manga. Well, I know that, but yeah. I haven't. I hadn't read the manga yeah. until like. We oh my god! Doing this no, show. you're right because that's what I saw. Yeah, girl. And I was like, we- what the yeah. hell? I just had this feeling that they cut the yeah. gun out of the deke dub. Yeah. She just zooms on my out. Brain, yep. My brain has just made this weird amalgamation yep. version of the deke dub now. Yeah, because I've watched um, so much Sailor Moon. Exactly. We got um, some crap ass. I know Sailor Moon. We really guys. did. Like what? Was we got that? like the hot dog meat. <laughs> you know, instead what? of steak, we got. Hot dog you know meat. what though? I can't even be mad because uh, that sweet, sweet pop music, I guitar know. was they worth did. it. Was that worth really it. Was worth it. I, I, they, it, it was pretty good. It, was it worth really it. was good. I mean, I love jamming to that in my car to this day. So, so I'm right. saying, like, yeah. if we didn't have the deke dub, we wouldn't have Rainy Day Man. We wouldn't have Carry On. We wouldn't have Power of Love. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have New Day. Like, come mm-hmm. on, y'all. It's pretty uh, great. Call my name and I'll be there. That's some good shit. <laughs> I want to be a star. Yes, or <laughs> my personal favorite. Only a memory away. Oh wow! <laughs> the, you, the, you mean the Emmy Lou Harris? Yeah, the Emmy Lou Harris song. It sounds that, like an Emmy Lou Harris B side that plays in the Sailor Mercury episode where she is going to go to Germany. <laughs> did Did nobody else grow up listening to a lot of uh, Emmy Lou Harris B side vinyl? No, no. Just my, you, um, white kid from Utah. Just oh you. man, my my mother had a big bluegrass collection. Yeah. What can I say? Although I do, well, I do know who Emmy Lou Harris is. I think Lou that's Harris why I like is. it. I love bluegrass music. But I I love bluegrass too. But my mom was more of an Allison so, Krauss lady. Oh yeah, yeah, a little more, a little more fire too. Yeah, my more. aunt and uncle are kind of friends with her. Allison Krauss. Yeah, she's great she's pretty rad uh, i love her anyway uh so here is a key difference though in the scene between the manga and sailor moon crystal which are basically identical and the 90s anime so chibiusa is standing there with a gun which at this point we think is real yeah like we think she's gonna shoot well, i mean it head. doesn't have an orange tip on no. it i'm just no, saying no, it looks like a real gun so she is holding this gun to usagi's head like she's gonna shoot her in the face and murder her and in the 90s anime, Mamoru doesn't do anything. He just watches it he go down. He just watches it go down. He just makes an astonished face yeah. and checks out. So she fires the gun. And in the 90s anime, it's like a suction dart with a flower yeah, on it yeah. that hits Usagi in the head. Right. Uh, in Crystal and in the manga, it's like a bouquet of flowers that pops out. Yeah. And there's confetti. And there's yeah, confetti. Yeah. yeah, there's confetti and there's like a bouquet. But the but the the difference, the, the reason that we <laughs> see the confetti is because in Crystal, when, when there's when a- When she con- goes to pull the trigger, uh, Mamoru runs in and like, Pulls her yeah. back so the gun fires into the air and it's confetti. Right. Yes. Because maybe if your girlfriend might get shot in the face you by wanna, a hell child, yeah. you would do something right. about that. Although I will say, even though 90s Mamoru didn't actively do anything, he is the only, it's only in the 90s anime where he like yells at. 
that is true. She no, he does get like legit he real mad. He gets legit at her. mad and like yells at her and is like, yeah. "This went way too far." It's funny. Overall, I would say that like out of the gate, like Mamoru in the manga and in Sailor Moon Crystal is a lot like sweeter to um, Chibiusa mm-hmm. than '90s anime Mamoru. And yet, in the 90s anime, is when Usagi is constantly just like, Man, Mamoru, why are you paying attention to Chibiusa? I'm your girlfriend. It is. And I, as much as I have been saying that I I hate Chibiusa, I do not mind her in Crystal. No, I actually enjoy her. And I think, you know what? I think a large part of that is the fact that they aren't doing the thing Mm -hmm. where. Usagi is jealous of her and yeah. they're in competition yeah. and Chibius is like, yeah. he's mine, eat it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, that, no, that that is totally true. I mean, even though, yes, Usagi definitely has her moments of like being jealous, there isn't as much of a, there's not as feel, much pushback from Chibius. It doesn't yeah. feel like romantic jealousy to right. me. No, no, it no. feels like attention jealousy. Yes. In the 90s, completely. I feel like she thinks that this tiny child could be his girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, and that's not, weird. Not to say that like Chibiusa doesn't have an electro complex. She does. She, she showed does, us. She sure does, yeah. Um, but who wouldn't? But I, wouldn't right that, I just yeah. feel, I feel like I'm seeing more of her being a daddy's girl and, and not being like a tiny girlfriend. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100% agree with you. Uh, yeah, so then... In the 90s anime, when Mamoru turns around to yell at her, keep yelling at her, rather, she's just gone. gone. And then in Crystal and in the manga, they actually see her run off. And Usagi's like, we gotta get her. She might be a new enemy. Which, uh, you know what? I actually am fully in support of Usagi thinking that. Because as far as she knew, that girl was gonna shoot her in the head and steal the silver crystal. She also fell, like, from the sky. Yeah. So, you know, I... She acted pretty evil. Yeah. Well, yeah, call us paranoid (laughs) or whatever, but, uh... I loved the conversation in the 90s anime immediately following that scene where, like, Usagi and Mamoru are sitting on a park bench and Mamoru's like, I think she came from the sky. It's like... No, duh, she came from Where the sky. Where else did she come from? She just fell out of nowhere. Like, did you think she, like, jumped really high? <laughs> like, it was just, like, on a good arc and yeah. landed on Usagi's head? Uh, she in the NBA? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And the newest member of the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, man. Okay, so then... Basically, the next part of the plot is uh, skipped over in the 90s anime, but in the manga and in Crystal, they do find, they actually find her. Yeah. Uh, and she's in a park. And I really loved the juxtaposition of like all the happy children having a great time and yeah. then her just sitting, sitting by on herself swing. on the swing. Because that's something I feel like they lost a little bit of in the 90s anime, which yeah. is this like crippling loneliness yeah. that Chibiusa is dealing with, which is the, the I mean, Literally, how the character is introduced in um, Petite Etrangere, yeah, the, the, musical. the musical that's based on this story arc, mm-hmm. where it starts off with everybody being like, You're so weird. You don't have any powers. You're not really the king and queen's daughter. Because, I mean, literally, so spoilers if you don't know, but Chibiusa is Mamoru and Usagi's daughter from the future. I mean, her name is Usagi. Guys, her, her name, name is, is Usagi. Yeah. She says so. Actually, her full name. <laughs> Oh, is, God. What is it? Uh, Princess Serenity, Serenity Small, Small Lady, Lady Usagi. Usagi. 
Yep. It's All right. Basically, her mom's name twice. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And small lady, which is like as a, a nickname. Yeah, 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 in the yeah. middle in quotes. And then the yeah. and then the bad guys call her rabbit. Yeah, because Usagi means rabbit. Yeah, I know that. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah. they call her rabbit. Yeah, I actually um, really like that they call her rabbit. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty rad. I think, like, yeah, like, this is the thing that was really missing in the 90s one where um, in 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 Crystal we see someone who has, like, this is, like, a kid who's kind of damaged. And she's yeah. a little messed up and she's sad and scared and she's, like, yes. she's a homeschool kid. But in the 90s <laughs> oh, one, she's normal. Yeah, well, I mean, she, she is. Even- goddamn normal from Garfield. She is just (laughs) precocious and shitty. I mean, she even says when Usagi and Mamoru find her in this scene and Mamoru, like, approaches her when she's all sad sitting on the swing set, uh, she tells him, it's all my fault. Like, you see that there is this incredible amount of guilt. Well, she has survivor's guilt. Yeah, Yeah. she totally does. Uh, Because basically her parents were like, "Uh, shit is going down, you need to get out of here. As far as as she knows, everyone's dead. It's true. Totally true. Uh, also, I, th- I think you're the one who told me, isn't she theoretically like, she's like much older oh, yeah, than yeah, she, she looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she that is not the in the 90s. To. Yeah, she's 900 years old. She has not grown the way she is supposed to and she doesn't have any powers. That mm-hmm. is so much more interesting than uh, being like, I'm the bratty little kid with pink hair. Nope. No, no, no. Her parents are the most powerful people in the universe, mm-hmm. they are the rulers of Crystal Tokyo. They saved the entire earth once upon a time and yeah. then became the king and queen. How did Mamoru become immortal? You know, I I, I like to think of it as uh, like having the heart of a star in Stardust. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that's that's how I imagine it to be. All right. Yep. Just wondering. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so basically... Um, yeah, her parents are super duper powerful and Chibiusa is not growing at the correct rate. She mm. has no powers. Like people in uh, Petite Etrangere go so far as to accuse her of not actually being their daughter. Right. So like she has this really heartbreaking story and a uh, massive inferiority complex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, Which is, explains why she's such a little shit. Yeah, yeah. she is a little shit because she has an inferiority yeah. complex. Whereas in the 90s, it's just like, I'm going to be a brat because I'm a brat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, even the whole like displaced in time thing, like that'd mess anybody up. But, yeah. but that's all that she has going on. I don't on. know that that's all that she has going on in the 90s anime, but they don't put enough emphasis em- yeah. on her sad story. Mm-hmm. I don't re- I don't mm-hmm. feel like I see her be sad at all. I yeah. think I just see her throw tantrums. Yeah. Uh, so basically, Mamoru approaches her on the swing set, and he like when he touches her, he has like a serious vision of Crystal Tokyo, mm-hmm. uh, which was amazing. That was in both Crystal and in the manga. Uh, and then he's like, where do you live? We'll take you home. So they like pick her up. Obviously, she doesn't live anywhere. Right. And so they walk back to Usagi's house. Now, in the 90s anime... She's already there. Yeah. I have to admit, I sort of loved how Shibuya showed up at Usagi's house in the 90s anime. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was... I thought that was fun. Yeah. However, though, it... She it, didn't need to trash Usagi's room. No, but it also I'm just gives... About, she's just shitty. Well, she was <laughs> trashing Usagi's room because she was looking for the silver crystal. Yeah. But, like... It steadily just gets creepier and creepier. Yes. Like when she opens the photo album and she's in all the family photos. And I, I literally wrote down, if this was not an episode of Sailor Moon, this mm-hmm. would be a horror film. Mm-hmm. It would yeah. be a horror it film. It would be the moment that I thought I was watching a horror film is the moment when she just starts 
rising up out of places that Usagi has been in <laughs> that there is no way for her to have been there. Right. Yeah. It's like the ghost reveal of like you look around the corner and then when you turn around yeah, someone's yeah. right there in the room. Right. Like, like she's behind Shingo yeah. all of a sudden. She's in the bathtub. It's like, yes! Oh my god! When she comes out of the bathtub I was like the fuck? It's like the grudge. Yeah. Also, also, okay, so I loved the detail of her being in the family photos and get it, it getting creepier I thought that and was creepier. Cool too, but like, it's and that's And that supports my theory about like, I don't know if they were reborn or if they were just like magically implanted into this timeline. Uh, but oh my God, she spends the next three scenes trying to murder Usagi in her own home. Yeah. Like, murder she like tub. chokes her yeah. out, like murder tries to her drown her. Yeah. yeah. Totally trashes her room. If Usagi had been there, like she would have gotten beat up. But yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. I also did not like in the 90s anime how Luna's only reaction really to Chibiusa was like, Oh, those two. Yeah. Like, she didn't really seem to have an opinion about Chibiusa as a character. Whereas, well, the first time we meet Ami, we're like, she's obviously a monster. Right. But right. Like the Ami who- is a monster, but this little pink-haired midget that is trying to <laughs> murder Sailor Moon is not probably a villain. She's just irritating. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. She's also carrying around, a gr- uh, like, a... a- a floating severed head of Luna. Of Luna. <laughs> and like that doesn't yeah. raise any alarms. Nope. Okay. Nope. This also goes back to the thing we talk about where um, there is nothing remotely special about cats with moons because nobody looks at that and is like, this is clearly from the moon kingdom. Seriously. Like, oh, it's it's a thing that is I, normal. I just feel like in the Sailor Moon universe, like all cats have moons on Apparently, their foreheads. So, I mean, to be fair, except with the exception of the 90s anime where we ran into that fat cat that mm-hmm. ended up having the rainbow crystal in it, we do not see any other cats. You're right. We really don't see a lot of other cats. I, yeah, that's absolutely correct. So no one can prove my theory wrong or right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So basically uh, in Crystal and in the manga, we actually see how Chibiusa hypnotizes Usagi's family into believing that she is their little cousin, Uh, which they didn't say in Crystal and they didn't say in the manga, but they're like, Chibiusa, make yourself at home here from now on. And I'm pretty sure that a little later they mentioned that she's supposed to be the younger cousin, not that they think right. that that is their other daughter. Right, right. Um, but in the 90s anime, they do specifically state that it is her little cousin. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're like, her parents can't take care of her anymore. That's why she's staying she with us. Qu- yeah. And Shingo, I know! Oh my God! Shingo actually says to Usagi, and I feel like this is just like what Shingo says like all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this He just looks at her and goes, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I know. Well, that was the thing was there were several scenes in the 90s anime in this sort of montage of Chibiusa trying to murder Usagi um, with her parents showing up and then Chibiusa, you know, like her parents would run in and Usagi would be like, she's trying to murder me. And they would be like, and uh, Chibiusa would be like, Usagi's being so mean to me. And her parents were just like, Usagi, what is wrong with you? She is our cousin. And she had to come live with us because her parents cannot take care of her. Why are they suddenly Southern? I don't know. I don't know. God, that's it reminds great. me of like that's the kind of shit that my sisters that, would pull. They, I'm telling you, this is a horror movie. But like that's the kind of things that my sisters would pull. Would they be shits to me? They wouldn't get out of my room, and then mom would come and see what was going, and they're like, "She's being so mean," and I'm like, "What? No, what?" And mom would be like, "You're older. 
And I hated that being the argument of like, yeah. how old are you? I don't care how I old care. I am. I don't care. Yeah. No, I was so, I was totally 100% Team Usagi in yeah. this episode of the 90s anime. Uh, so in Crystal, they get back to her house and Chibiusa like leaps out of Mamoru's arms right. as Usagi's family is coming home. Which, by the way, before they even get hypnotized, I loved that they all were like, oh, who's this little girl? Oh, she's really cute. Let me, she is really cute. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's also the moment where the mom looks up at Mamoru and is like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and Mamoru for a split second is like, oh, oh shit, we haven't met yet. Uh, like, is, oh, that's how we meet. Uh, yeah. But then it's like, oh, the, the hypnotizing umbrella comes out and I feel like secretly Mamoru was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Except that Mamoru was about to get hypnotized too. It's true. Both they Usagi are. and Mamoru are being hypnotized, and Lula and uh, Luna's like, uh, "No, nope, this don't, can't happen." Don't, don't, and so she um, like stops Usagi and Mamoru from getting hypnotized by Chibiusa into believing that she has always been part of their lives. Right. <laughs> I, I also was a big fan of the fact that later when Usagi's saying "turn them back," and she goes, "I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to reverse it." Yeah. Like uh, Lou could have literally like screwed up like the timeline yeah. of like mm-hmm. like Shingo's future children will not exist as a result right. of anything oh, you have done all, everybody just got Marty McFly yeah oh. and you can't it can't be reversed like she's like I don't know I just did it it can't be undone <laughs> okay like that's grim I yeah, like yeah it. it is really grim um, but like again like I feel like I've I, he, okay, here's my thing of what bothers me about 90s Chibiusa. Okay. She's supposed to be about five, technically, yeah, physically. Yeah, like physically Whoa, about really? five years old. Five or six, oh. yeah. She's in, supposed to be little. In Crystal, I feel like I'm seeing someone who could be a five-year-old. In the huh? 90s one, sometimes she, she, like, I feel like people, like, she's two. She's three. Like, she's really infantile. Really infantile. Like, she has a baby, she conjures a baby bottle. I'm like. I know. Do the people who made that not know at what age children stop living on liquids and have big kid food? (laughs) Because like sometimes she's like a five year old, and sometimes she's a like does like baby things, and that that part of is what creeps me out about. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yep, that doesn't creep me out about her and Crystal. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically I wrote in the 90s anime, Jim Jesus, I think Chibiusa is actually trying to kill Usagi. Uh, and in Crystal, Chibiusa is basically like, I'm going to keep an eye on you. She doesn't continue to try to no. kill Usagi. No. She's just like creeping on her life, basically. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Usagi in Crystal and in the, uh, manga has a scene after that where she's like talking to all of her friends about how Chibiusa has shown up in her life and she's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love all of their theories about well, who Chibiusa is. One of my favorite things is that Ray just casually drops the entire plot. Oh, twist. she totally does. Like, totally. Just casually is just like, oh, the illegitimate child of, <laughs> of Usagi. And then yep. they're like, ha, that's funny. And it's like, only it's true. <laughs> no, she's her legitimate well, not child, legitimate. Like, they were married by then, but still. But it's pet. true. She is her child. Yeah. She's called it. Yeah. She's like, that's your kid, probably. <laughs> but she was like, kidding. Mm-hmm. The one time that Ray's not spewing prophecies mm-hmm. is like, <laughs> when she's the most correct. She's on point, man. Also, what are they eating? Because I want I know they're all at like the fruit crown parlor yeah eating delicious oh, parfaits yeah. it kind of looked like it kind of reminded me there's this mm. Filipino dessert called halo halo which is like mm. it's like a rice krispies 
What? Mm. Pur- yes. Purple yam ice cream. So taro ice cream. Ooh, which is my favorite. Which is my favorite part of the whole thing. Love taro. Right. And then it's got like underneath that, it's got like custard. Yes. Red beans. Yes. Some kind of like gelatin. Not like Jello. Jello. It's like mm-hmm. a Filipino, like creamy Jello something. Not necessarily flan, but. Okay, more, more I want it along those lines. Yeah, 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 I want, I want all of it. And it, it, it reminds me of that. It, that's what it kind of looked like. To it me. looked amazing to me, and Minako even said, like, they were all like, she's this, she's your illegitimate child, and Minako was like, this dessert is really tasty. She <laughs> says, peace is, like, something like, peace is awesome. Yeah, and uh, Isaki's yeah. like, it is not peaceful at all, this girl is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. And then uh, Luna and Artemis show up and are like, here are your new transformation items, yeah. and the girls are like, this is amazing. Instead of in the 90s anime where they like spent a few episodes not remembering they were Sailor Guardians and then being like, oh, okay, I guess we got to do this again. They're all like, yes, we can transform again and keep fulfilling our mission to like save the earth. Right. It was really good. Um, And those transformation ones look so cool. They look so cool. I was... A little bit sad that uh, we didn't meet uh, Motoki's little sister because she uh, works at the Fruits Crown Parlor in the um, manga. Is, what is the name of that arcade? It's the Crown Arcade. So does the company wait? That oh owns my gosh! The- I swear that I I can't say for sure, but like I'm pretty sure that Crown is in the name of the fruit thing too. So maybe it's like their family That's owns both. That's what I'm both. saying. Like maybe yeah, it's a- yeah. It could be that that uh, the Furuhata family owns both. Uh, yeah, but I I was a little sad. I mean, not that she's not a pivotal character at all. Right. She's just mm-hmm. cute, and she goes to school with Ray, and their school uniforms are really cute. So they like, do have really know. nice. I love their uniforms. Um, but we do meet uh, little Asanuma. Oh, he's adorable. Who goes to school with Mamaru. Right. I got I it was very confusing to me because they call him a junior, and I'm used to American schools where junior means you're like almost, almost a senior. To senior. Oh, yeah. No, he's like, like junior you're an high. Adult. No, no, no. He's no, he's like 13. Yeah. And they were like junior. I was like, what? Really? Yeah. Oh no, different kind of junior. Yeah, different yeah. kind of junior. I loved his praise of Mamaru. <laughs> like I could not get enough of that when uh uh, basically, uh, oh my God, I almost said Madoka. Nope. <laughs> no, that's a, diff- that's a different show. <laughs> totally different show. Uh, when Makoto was talking, cause she's like kind of buddies with Asanuma, like they both go to the Fruits Crown yeah. Parlor or whatever a lot. And I loved when she was being like, hey, Asanuma, this is Mamaru's girlfriend. And he was like, Mamaru is the best. Here are all the reasons he's smart and he's perfect. But he finished it with, he's really nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think Austin is precious. precious. He's the... Jinx. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell we hang out a lot? Uh, yeah, but he's like real, real precious. I, um, I, I'm i just a big fan of people hero worshipping other yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then, at that point, in this is this is where the plots deviate completely. Oh yeah. Uh, so in Sailor Moon Crystal, that's when Ray's like, "Oh man, I gotta get going because uh, I gotta go to this school, school fair. fair. I gotta go work on a project for this school fair." Um, and uh, in the '90s anime, 
Usagi goes to her friends at this point to talk to them about Chibiusa. And they're and just then, hanging at the shrine. Exactly. And then the rest of the episode takes place at the shrine. Yeah. Uh, in both cases, Koan is the main villain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we do meet all of the Black Moon clan, basically, in Crystal and in the manga. And in the 90s anime, we meet Rubius and the Spectre sisters. Yeah, we meet Rubius and his Spectre host. Yeah. Which is... But here's the thing that's really funny that that is... Uh, I remembered when I was watching this about the 90s anime, it was like, oh, yeah, they're all, like, kind of nasty to each other and in love with Rubius in the 90s anime. Oh, the Spectre sisters? Yeah, all four of them are kind of into him. Koan and Bertier, not so much. And also just putting on makeup all the time. Yeah, that was what I wrote, like, at the end of the episode. Obsessively just making themselves pretty. When Koan gets beat up, yeah, she's, like, sitting in front of a mirror, like, fixing her face. It's weird. weird. It is super weird. Yeah. She's not like pe- like patching up an injury. She's no, fixing uh, her makeup and like cringing and yeah. like. Did, were you wanting like a really creepy Delandal from Escaflone moment oh, where he touches oh, the cut on his yes, face so yes. much that it reopens? Yes, I would love. I that. would much prefer that. <laughs> much prefer that. I would love um, that. So uh, in Sailor Moon Crystal, let's talk about that first. Uh, we meet the Black Moon Clan. They all toast to each other in these beautiful crystal goblets. <laughs> uh, so we meet Prince Demanda, uh, Sapphire, his brother, Rubius, and Emerode. And like the Spectre sisters are there, but we really only meet Koan. Because right. she's like, listen, one of those Sailor Girls, she can conjure fire just like me. So I'm going to take her out. Yeah. Fight. fight Counterpart fight. 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 Counterpart yeah, fight. Which right. I love counterpart fights. Uh, let's talk about a little change between the manga and Sailor Moon Crystal. Uh, or, Pretty or, intense change, okay. actually. Uh, so basically, mm-hmm. Ray is uh, Ray is having a vision. Basically, when she's sleeping, she has like a vision of Koan. So she's gone to school to work on her school fair project. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they find out that their club, that suddenly there's another like paranormal investigation I club. want to point something out about this. Okay. Just real quick. Yeah, go for it. This is a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And they have a supernatural there club. is no way... <laughs> An actual Catholic school would let anyone have a paranormal investigation club. I'm just saying that, like, that for is- my non-Catholic peeps, that uh, <laughs> the demon fear is very strong within the Catholic faith. The nuns faith. would be like, what are you, the nuns what are you doing? would be like, what is that? Is that, a, is that a book on UFOs? Get that out of here. 12 Hail Marys, and you're going to mop the floor. That is accurate. Hey, no one tells Daenerys Targaryen what to do in her own club. <laughs> I'm sorry, she she's Daenerys. As soon as she came on screen, I was like, oh, it's Daenerys Targaryen. Oh yeah, Kotano, the uh, the like leader of she's the got violet oh, yeah, eyes, long hair, yeah. long Daenerys hair, Targaryen yeah. goes to that school. Totally, 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 absolutely, one hundred. I love true. that she her her presentation for the school fair for like people to come and attend and enjoy themselves is a spontaneous human combustion. Yeah, it's about spontaneous combustion oh my because. God. That's what you want to present. I, mean, I want to go to this school. The school sounds great. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I would have presented. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah. So basically she, <laughs> I like the moment she has though, when she like sees the UFO bo- book and is like, Blah, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's like, like okay. Yeah, yeah. She's like, but she's also like disappointed in herself. Cause she's like, Oh no, I'm starting to use slang. Cause like Ray is very proper right. in, in mm-hmm. the crystal, in uh, the manga and in crystal. 
Uh, I do love the trope when people in in universes like this that have powers mm -hmm. encounter fictional versions or like the wrong version of what they do. And they're just like, okay, idiot. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. If someone's a witch and someone's like, yeah, like what are you, like witches? And be like, right. But she is somewhat interested in this other club being like, that's kind of weird. So then she like goes home and goes to bed and we see a scene, which we end up figuring out is actually part of Ray's like vision mm-hmm. in her nightmare of uh, of Koan descending to the earth with a shit ton of droids and burning someone to death. Yes. yes. Now, in Sailor Moon Crystal, it is an adult man. Yes. In the manga, it's a little girl. Ah! <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> yep. What is it Whoa. about this manga <laughs> and just melting people? Uh, they just love that. Have you noticed it's that that's, much that's like our go, that's our go to? It's like yeah. how can we traumatize the children? Well, we could melt we could just somebody melt skin again. off of skeletons. That's it's scary. that worked great last I mean, time. It's scary every time. Yep, it's terrifying right? every time. Yeah, so she melts a little girl to death. Uh, or, or an adult man, if you're watching Sailor <laughs> Crystal. And Mars wakes up, at, like, having a nightmare of this. And, but she was having a vision of a real thing. Oh, uh, so God. then, like, the next day... It's Which th- I like to think that her counterpart knew she would have that vision. And oh, it was yeah. like a, ha-ha, yeah, enjoy totally. this. Totally. Right. Uh, so then next day, it's the school fair. We have a scene of Usagi and Chibiusa, like, in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I and Usagi's like all dressed up to go, and her mom's like, "Oh, Usagi, you look cute. What are you doing today?" She's like, "I'm going to race school fair." Chibiusa, you're not coming with me. Don't you dare follow me. <laughs> she <laughs> runs off, which I I like that kind of bickering. That's yeah, funny. She just like eats her toast really fast. <laughs> that was really super funny, and she's like. And Usagi tells Luna, she's like, Luna, you keep an eye on her. And Luna's like sitting up at the table with him. And she's like, yeah, got it. Oh, wink, <laughs> wink, then, got it. But then Ikuko, Usagi's mom, is like, here, Luna, here's a dish of milk for you. And Luna's like, yay. <laughs> Moments when Luna forgets to people and it and, and remembers to cat, to cat yeah. are great. And that's when Chibiusa escapes. And Luna's like, um, nom, nom, milk. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, so they all go to... The school fair. Mm-hmm. All the other girls are there too. We see that like everyone wants to go to Ray's fortune telling booth because she's like, yeah, the boy you like totally is going to fall in love with you in right. like five minutes. <laughs> like, Yay, that sounds awesome. Yes, the fortune telling booth at the Catholic school. Yeah, which would <laughs> not happen. Never happened. Uh, meanwhile, at the other fortune telling booth, Koan <laughs> is telling people that they're going to die within yeah. five years. Yeah, she tells a girl <laughs> that she has condition. six years <gasps> to live. Like that girl's got a heart condition and it's like, well, she, de- now she definitely has a I short amount of time. I don't know she actually has a heart condition. Oh, like, I thought maybe if she she's did. making it up to psych these girls out. I don't. Well, I think she was making it up to psych them out because she was always ending it with like join the dark moon uh, clan. So I, yeah, I, I, this is just me. But if I was at a affair and someone was like, oh, that booth will tell you who who you're gonna fall in love with, dude. There's a girl on there who tells you how you're gonna die. I'd be like. Death booth. Let's go. No. Let's go. That's messed up. We got to get over there, man. That's why you're the first one to go. Yeah. 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 I'm aware. Okay. I would, I would, I'd probably personally avoid it. Uh, but I so, would, so I'd be the first one in line. <laughs> so Ray goes to confront her to be like, what is your deal? Stop yeah. freaking people out. 
And it's so good. And she passes. Yeah, first she goes over there and is all like, listen, bitch. <laughs> like, knock it off. Yeah. But we also encounter some really scary nuns. Oh, my God. That have actually and been it, replaced by droids. I mean, nuns are scary by themselves. And mm-hmm. scary you've ever seen nuns. Droid nuns yeah. are scary. And they, like, run into Ray. And they're like, oh, be careful. And we see the, like, black moon on their head. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. And then it's one gross. of them bursts into flames. Yep, so good. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. No. They burn a nun. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They don't shy away. They no. burn a nun. A mm-hmm. nun. Yep. This show is metal as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we find out that the nuns have all been replaced by droids, and they're all bad guys. Except now. for the nun that is on fire. Except right. for the nun that's on fire. She but, got sacrificed. But that's my my understanding is that like this is like the twelfth nun probably to be on fire, and all the. <laughs> other ones mm. that are now droids used to be people. Yeah. Like that's the process of repli- yeah. like getting them out of the way to replace them yeah. with a yeah. droid is to burn them. Replace them with a droid. Yeah. yeah. It's terrifying. I love yep. it. So then uh, they all use their new transformation powers. <gasps> I love it when they transform. And I it's don't amazing. care. I don't care how many times I've seen it. I mm-hmm. don't care that it's the same transformation sequence over and over again. I just love it. Every yeah. time. Every- Agree. And that's yeah. in the 90s, in the 90s too. Yeah. The transformation scenes are always my favorite part. Yeah. Of every The transformations are on point. Sometimes I just watch YouTube clips that are a compilation of transformations. Oh, yeah. Well, and we see them all use their, their attacks. Some of them use new attacks. Some of them use old attacks. Um, and when they use their old attacks, I love that they don't use stock footage in yeah. Sailor Moon Crystal. It's mm-hmm. so amazing to see like Venus love me chain be like a legit like whip, whip. action yeah, like cool. she takes out like eight droids we're it's seeing so we're seeing real time attack but yeah Ray had a really cool oh new my attack. god burning mandala. burning mandala is such a cool attack and she like decimates all the other droids yeah. with burning mandala and it's so bomb but then she gets caught in koan's flame mm. Uh, and then Sailor Moon's like, I gotta fix this. And so she uses Moon Princess Elation. But to get there, uh, Koan like tries to attack her and Tuxedo Mask jumps in and defends her with a cane. I would like to point out that this could have been an opportune moment for a rose throw. Just I, say. It could, but I that's dumb. Love- Shut up. <laughs> I have to admit, Showdown. I loved the cane. Shut up. Up. I was like, Showdown. see what you can do with a motherfucking cane. I mean, the cane is cool, whatever, but we could have we could have batted away with a cane mm. and then thrown a rose is all I'm saying. Taking the stage for the debate, we have <laughs> Catherine Norman and I Laura Lovingood. like the rose uh, throwing, debating. okay? You will each have 30 seconds to debate the rose versus the cane. <laughs> I, just, I just really like the rose throw, okay? I, yeah. I respect that. I, I respect that as well, but, but I, I prefer Kane. I really liked the Kane. Team Kane. Team Kane. <laughs> could do both. He could do. <laughs> uh, but then after he rescues her from like getting hit by Koan, it's this moment where they're like together and they're like, yeah, we love each other. We support each other. And then the cutie Moonrod appears. So cool. It's so Out good. of her chest like Nico Minoru. And it's so good. And, they, and they're like, oh, because we love each other and support each other, I was able to access this new thing. <laughs> I got a yeah. little teary eyed. Oh my god! It, and it also makes like uh, again like why it's important the tuxedo mask is around. Like he's not just yeah. around. It's like yeah. he is a crucial component to summon something. Yeah. Right now, yeah. like he's doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, n- it was amazing. Uh, and yeah, she uses uh, Moon Princess Halation and defeats Koan. 
But unfortunately, her barrier that she created around Ray was not dependent on her being alive. So then Rubius descends from the skies and is like, Mwahaha. Right. Look We're, how fabulous he I am. He looks all attractive. Pants. <laughs> I'm attracted to camo him. Camo cargo pants. I'm attracted to him, but only in the musical form when he's played by that really handsome uh, guy. I was guys, I gotta be honest, like, even though like I don't love like all the Spectre sisters being super vain and in love with him in the nineties anime, I totally understood. Oh why they yeah. Were. No, I get it. I think all I the guys it. in the Black Moon Clan are super hot. Yeah, yes. they are like, super hot. They're yeah. all babes. I, the last thing I wrote was like, I just really want, like, so, so far, Crystal has been like one million percent true to the manga. Mm-hmm. Like, followed the story, like, integrated more mm-hmm. with the Shitano, which was great. Uh, I just really want them to change the ending of this story arc to, to be the, the musical? exact same as Petite Age Roger, because it's amazing. I really want yep. that, too. I, I would like it a just lot. Just like I would have liked to see the uh, Sailor Mercury's Oysite love story more <laughs> in the last season. But yeah. that's just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this episode was fantastic. I loved it. I I think that we could, it very well could go the route I'm of not, the musical. I'm not giving up until I see otherwise. I think it could go that way. I don't want to spoil it for you guys because we'll do a whole episode about Petite Oh Trungier, yeah, we will. But Petite Trungier is amazing. So good. It's like, I can't even. I just, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like the, it might be, it's in my like top five favorite Sailor Moon things ever. I, oh, yeah. I think that there is a lot of room for me to become really obsessed with Prince Demond based on things we can talk oh, about yeah. with La Petite Trangere and with the next episode. There's stuff yeah, that Prince I will is get, great. I will get into because there are some tropes that just push all kinds of buttons and, for like, me. See- and he is pushing all. All of them. I feel like so far in Crystal, like we're seeing right out of the gate, like how just crazy he is. Oh, and yeah. it's love amazing. It. I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, so in the 90s anime, going back to that, uh, Usagi and all the girls gather at the shrine like they do yep. in 78% of the episodes <laughs> and are talking about Chibiusa. Now, in this case, she's like showing them all the photos of Chibiusa and Ray's like, I don't sense anything weird about this. Mm-hmm. They, It's clear that like the girls are like, no, she's not part of your family. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. They're not like quite as on board. They aren't with, like, very supportive of the fact that this is really weird. I don't yeah. even think that it, I don't even think it's not them not being supported. They're just so like nonplussed by it. They're like, all right, whatever. A girl fell out of the sky. Well, I mean, when you think about all the other stuff they've gone Accurate. through, That's they're like, of- the earth got swallowed up and uh, a giant tree t- tried to eat us. I mean, this is Tuesday. You're right. This is a Tuesday. You know guys. what? You're right. This is like a minor fender bender yeah. in a parking lot. <laughs> yeah. I Nope. You know what? I agree. Uh, and so then uh, Chibiusa has, this is another instance of like Chibiusa stalking people and didn't tell anybody, um, which she did also in Sailor Moon Crystal. Like basically she shows up towards the end of the episode and Koan wants to try to kidnap her. Mm. Uh, n- not as much as like we see with Bertier in the next episode. Like she's not quite as aware of her presence, but she's like, where's the rabbit? Where's the silver crystal? The rabbit being Chibiusa. Mm-hmm. We're going to get these things. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to take over your world. Uh, and uh, Chibiusa gets to witness the power of Sailor Moon, which there is a big storyline in the manga of her being like, Sailor Moon's invincible. She's perfect. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and we sort of start to establish that right from the get-go here. Again, in the 90s anime, she also stalked Usagi 
to the shrine. Yeah. And then proceeds to roofie them. Yep. With a baby ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So basically, Grandpa is there and he's going to go serve oh, the girls' grandpa. tea. Uh, little midget Grandpa. And he sees Chibiusa like sitting out on the porch being sad. And it's like, what's up, little girl? And well, he calls she, her, he says, hey, cutie, which I is know, gross. Oh, I didn't take that as a lecherous I, thing. I agree with Kelby on this. I did not see I am, it. She's always, five. I'm always uncomfortable when grown men call <laughs> younger people cutie. Yeah. Always. Uh, I have yeah. never heard that in a non-creepy setting. Oh. Uh, I know it wasn't intended that uh, way, but I was no. like, ugh. Yep. Uh, so Chibiusa, like, yeah, she basically, like, Rufy's grandpa. With a baby bottle. Uses Luna P to transform herself into grandpa. Yes. And she That's puts Rufy's in all of the girls' tea. And goes to bring, and goes to serve it to them. Yeah. Now, she has an interaction with Ray where Ray is, like, really super mean to her grandpa. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, which I wrote down, I was like, Ray is real mean to her grandpa. Like, granted, she didn't know, like, she didn't know it was Chibiusa grandpa. Right. But still, she's but like, get still, out of here. Gross. Oh, I hate God, you. But grandpa but, was being gross. And <laughs> also, she I have to say, she justified it. She was like, my grandpa like hits on teenage girls. It's gross. Yeah. To be so, fair, that you is know accurate. What? I, at first, I was like, oh, Ray's being mean again. And then I was like, you know what? He deserves it. He's cre- yeah. <laughs> but then, Grandpa's creepy. So everybody's enjoying their... But then how, how does she <laughs> get defeated? Uh Usagi doesn't drink the tea. Yeah. He eats she's too all busy the cakes. eating. Yeah, she she's too busy the eating cakes. all the buns. I did like when she dropped off the tea and snacks, and Usagi immediately just like starts stuffing her face, and everyone's like, "What is wrong with you?" She's like, "Aren't you guys in harmony?" <laughs> no, we can't because you and then she ate them, them all. all. She's so proud of herself when Shibuya comes in and is like, "Ha ha, they're all yeah. drugged." And Usagi's like, "Surprise, bitch! I don't have time for tea. I was eating all the cakes." <laughs> <laughs> so then she. So then. Usagi starts spanking her. And good. Somebody needed to fucking hit her. <laughs> I oh, to. my God. I actually was like, the good. Oklahoma. I'm glad. The Oklahoma is strong Sorry. in this one. No, I got real <laughs> uncomfortable when Usagi started spanking oh, Chibiusa. Uh, I was all for it because I come from a state where we still smack kids around when they're being <laughs> shitty. So I was like, good. Maybe she'll learn something. Well, so then Chibiusa has a freak out and like, Triggers her moon princess powers, which I thought was kind of cool. I thought that was have, cool, though. I, I don't know. I thought she didn't have powers. I, listen, the '90s anime is very unclear. Okay. So, meanwhile, <laughs> I read that as I read that as her powers are going to develop someday. Yeah. but she thinks she, she doesn't can't have them, them, and she can't control them. But she will eventually have them. Mm. Meanwhile, Kawan is in a playground. It's the Zuko school of trying to just, find someone. Just talking to kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's Have the same thing. Have you seen this boy? This yeah. This is the same thing that happened in the episode um, of uh, the first episode of Avatar. Yeah. Where it's like the strategy is go to a place where people are milling around and just start demanding to look at people's faces. Um, here is the thing. Koan is in like a stripy bodysuit. With a tutu and like a cat hairstyle. Yeah. Why are there no grown ups in this playground being like, um, ma'am? Because the playground is next to the shrine. And as we know, in this part of town, the shrine is in charge of right. everything, including daycare. Okay. Here's here's my follow up to that question, which is um, these people have 
followed Chibiusa to the future. Why is she examining little boys? She knows what Chibiusa looks like. <laughs> That's and so even if she true. I didn't even think about that. Even if she doesn't know what she looks like specifically, which doesn't make any sense. No. They know it's a girl. So why is why is this Spectre oh, sister makes so checking out all of the children? Like, excuse me, little boy, are you the little girl from the future I'm looking for? Like, <laughs> she can't shapeshift. Uh, yes, well, she, she can. can. She became grandpa. Oh, you're right. <laughs> All right, I, I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the '90s a little more credit because uh, she could have been in disguise. Yep, fair enough. Yep. Okay. But, uh, however, uh, Koan gets tipped off pretty fast when there's a huge surge of energy. She's like, "Oh, that's the kid I'm looking for." <laughs> so she like nips over to the shrine and is like, "I'm gonna kidnap you, Chibiusa." Mm-hmm. And so Usagi's like. Oh, no, no. She transforms into Sailor Moon. I feel like she has her shit together way more than usual in this episode. Usagi? Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah. Usagi was- She was handling very it. Very minimally annoying to me in this episode, and I normally find her pretty irritating, and in this episode, I was, like, pretty on board. Yeah. She had her- She was, like, she was so clever when the, she got trapped in, like, a fire, and she, like, hopped up on the roof and was like, yeah. do, 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 It was good. She was thinking on her feet. Thinking on her feet. Yep. Uh, yeah, I did think it was really funny when she attacked Koan, like, with her elbows and used sailor body attack. She shouts sailor body attack and just tackles her. I'm gonna start doing that. Yeah, it was good. Uh, and then Tuxedo Mask shows up, there's a he rose, threw a rose. Thank a you rose very much. Thanks. And he, like, spouts <laughs> off another monologue. Thank goodness his monologuing powers have returned along with his rose throwing. I'm uh, happy then, about it. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Koan's like, what? <laughs> They beat her, uh, and then... Nobody gets kidnapped, though. Nobody gets kidnapped. Nobody gets kidnapped. All the girls are still passed out from their roofies. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's none of this, like, facing off against your counterpart. No. It's just your typical monster of yeah. the week, but with Spectre Sisters. Yeah, it's 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 really true. Uh, though there there wasn't actually, a, like, Yoma or anything involved no. in this episode. Mm-hmm. It was just Koan herself. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, Tuxedo Mask picks up passed out Chibiusa. And has a future vision. And also vision. has a future vision. I was like, oh, I didn't remember that he like had future visions in this either. I have to say, in this episode, I thought Mamoru was like real nice. I was yeah. like, he's been he's being really nice and supportive in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is episode. not par for the course with 90s Mamoru. Like, no. like even after this, he has some episodes where you're like, well, he's gonna Mamoru. He's going to break up with Usagi in the next episode. That's right. I don't Ooh. remember why. But he's going to break up with her. Yeah, they never break up in the manga. Yeah, but it, episode 61, he straight up, like, breaks up with her. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. why, though. Which is what we were talking about with Jeremy in the last episode. <laughs> where we're like, there's all these episodes that are about, like, their relationship strife. Yeah. And it's like, no. Who cares? Who cares? You're going to be fine. Like, have you read the manga? Like, you're going to end up together. This is your kid from the future. Yeah. Like, calm you down. You are in it at this point. <laughs> it's yeah. Just like, like, at this point, you are committed. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's this whole world of, of things that these episodes can be about. And they fall back on the stuff that is so overdone. overdone. Yeah. I don't want to watch the same thing I've seen a million times. That, I mean, you have this whole universe of crazy things going on. That is quite honestly my problem with it more than anything else mm-hmm. is that it is just... We have seen this yeah. so many times and there's so much in Sailor Moon that is really unique and is really important and I just... 
stories about typical boy troubles of like, eh, my boyfriend broke up with me and he unfriended me on Facebook and now he won't talk to me. Like we've seen that a million times. Yeah, like, and that's fine if that's what your character does when we meet them in season one. But after they've had some yeah. growth, you're not going to do that anymore. Yeah, mm. I agree. Um, yeah, I feel like, because I you're totally right, Kelby. They break up in the next episode. Whereas I feel like this episode was a huge leap forward. Like yeah. overall, I really legitimately enjoyed this episode. I didn't have too many problems with it at all. And the next one I know is just like, <laughs> Every time they start to get a little too deep into a topic, they step out of it. Really. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's exactly what it is. In the They're 90s, like, oh, hold they, on. Mm-hmm. The kids can't deal with feelings. Right. Kids don't want depth and feelings and commitment. Right. It's like Usagi has like a really sweet tender moment with Luna and there's a lot of emotion and then she rolls on her in her sleep and Luna's like, oh, Usagi, you're crushing me. Mm-hmm. They never, Why? they yeah. just keep, like, they get to that beautiful emotional place that we see in the manga and we see in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon and they, like, just dip their toes in the water and then they, like, jump back 20 miles. Yeah. I yeah. don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, uh, but I liked these episodes. I I do really like how Chibiusa integrates in the 90s anime. It's, it's, creepy, it's, it's creepy and amazing. But... I Luna. like Chibiusa better in yeah. the manga and in Sailor Moon Crystal because as as we previously discussed, like there's so much more of a focus on like her survivor's guilt and her underdevelopment she, and her inferiority. She complex. reminds me of um she reminds me of Kristen Dunst's character from Interview with the Vampire. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I like, Claudia. Yeah, yeah, Claudia. I've I, I very much enjoy Sailor Moon Crystal uh Chibiusa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still <laughs> oh, guys, like, this is going to be an ongoing thing. Like, it was like 90s, pulling teeth to get Lola to even watch this episode. 90s Chibiusa is just something I'm just going to have to, like, have a drink in my hand to watch. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I didn't I didn't hate her. Um, I definitely, when I was reading the manga, was like, oh, this is a much better character. But I had seen all of Sailor Moon R by the time I read the manga. Mm-hmm. and uh, And I remember when I was watching Sailor Moon R as a kid being like, She's cute. Like I like I thought the drawing of her was really cute, but I did have moments of being like, what is wrong with her? And then like when she turned into black lady, I was like, this is not a surprise to anybody. <laughs> she had she had the potential to be evil. It's, yeah. Right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh any final thoughts, words of wisdom, life lessons you wanna impart upon our listeners before we wrap this episode up? Um I think we just need to remember that I I believe that children are the future. Shut up. You hate <laughs> kids. I believe the children no, are the future. No. Don't hide behind Michael Jackson. <laughs> Wait, is it that Michael Jackson? Chibiusa is the future, literally. She came from the very far oh, future. Oh, well, damn it. Now it's relevant. 30th century Crystal Tokyo, y'all. I did that. Yeah. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> yep. So thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. Uh, we're all on the internet. If you want to find us, Lola, where would we find you? I'm on Twitter and Tumblr as at on Winona, U-N Winona, as in Winona Ryder. Um, uh, I believe yeah, I my play will still be going on. If you want to see <laughs> my face uh, and you enjoy uh, cult classic comedies that had a, a score of 31% on Rotten Tomatoes when the film was released. <laughs> uh, come to Rotten Gura- Tomatoes was around when that movie was released? Yes. 
The internet was a thing. Then. I know. <laughs> I think of that movie as being older than it is. But no, it's, it's, it's filmed, it's filmed to look old. like it yeah. is. Um, yeah, so A Wet Hot American Summer at The Garage Theater. At uh, If you want to get the information, it's thegaragetheater.org in Long Beach, California. Uh, we are running for two more weeks. We will possibly extend. Uh, Huffington Post thinks we're pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Nice. <laughs> Kelby, where are you? Uh, on Twitter, I am at Real Femininity. And on Tumblr and Instagram, I am femininity. One word, like Prince, before he became that weird symbol. <laughs> femininity. Uh, I'm not, I mean, maybe by the time this airs, I'll be in a play if they'll ever post the cast list. They're taking a really long time Aww, deciding. I feel for you. <laughs> we'll just uh, dub it in later. Like, yeah. I'll be like, I have a play coming up that's. Actually, it would be Midsummer oh, Night's really? Dream. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I auditioned for. That's spectacular. <laughs> well, I hope you get it. Yes, <laughs> do I. Ha. Uh, and I can be found on Twitter at Emma Fife. You can also find me on Instagram at Emma Fife. You can find Emma Fife on Facebook and on Pinterest. That's a lot of Emma Fife. I know. Wherever Emma Fife's are sold. And you can also see me uh, on Thursdays at AfterBuzzTV.com. I host the Sci-Fi Face-Off wrap-up show. And I also am now newly hosting the Transformers Robots in Disguise wrap-up show. So Ooh. you can check both of those off. Uh, check both those out, rather, on AfterBuzzTV.com. We're also on YouTube and on iTunes. So, you know, s- subscribe to us on YouTube, subscribe to us on iTunes, and be sure to subscribe to this podcast what? on iTunes. Oh also, leave us a review. We love hearing nice things. Uh, you can also interact with us via Twitter. We can be found on Twitter at LNJPod. That is letter L is in love, letter N is in Nancy, representing the whole word of and, and J as in justice. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Tumblr, so you can find us in all of those places. We love hearing from you that you're listening to us because we do this for you guys because we you. love you. <laughs> you, specifically you. 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 Yeah. No, that, no, yeah, no, you, not, you. no, not you. 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 Yes, you. <laughs> <laughs> so be sure to tune in again soon, guys, when we bring you another episode full of lovely Sailor Moon goodness and uh, we'll invade your ears via the powers of the internet then bye, bye. bye.